back to Life, Family, Liberty. I'm your host, Jonathan Keller. Happy to be with you on another fine show. If you are listening to this on AM 1680, The Answer, or Talk Radio 1680. Not The Answer anymore. That's our yeah, old Salem I was going to say, you're still a... I know. I, 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 old habits die hard, John. It's, okay. It, it, it's, you know, it's tough. I like our old Salem friends, but no, this is Talk Radio 1680. Happy to be with you on a Monday morning on the radio. However, if if you're watching this on Facebook, you might say, but wait, I'm confused. Isn't it, isn't tomorrow a 4th of July? Isn't it, isn't it Wednesday? Yes. If you're watching this on Facebook through the magic of time travel and pre-recording technology, we are actually coming to you a little bit early because if you're listening to this live, I am actually at my, uh, at my grandparents' house in Kansas because we are celebrating my grandpa's 90th birthday party. Hey, way to go. A, a big enough milestone that my wife and I packed up our son, Hudson, and brought my brother along, and we're back in Wichita, Kansas, the city of my birth, going to see people back there. So, Way to go, Jonathan. But if you're watching on Facebook, uh, fortunately, we were able to delay long enough uh, that the worldwide Facebook outage seems to be mostly over-ish. I guess. I don't Hopefully. know. Hopefully. Zuckbot uh, 5000 is, has uh, done its self-autocorrection to, to fix itself and, you know, It'll it's, at least... it's gained sentience and can now do its own updates and it's, uh, you know, we're all getting ready to become absorbed into the Borg. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll it'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. To say the least. So it is July 8th in radio world and it is July 3rd in Facebook world. world. There you go. And uh, we wanted to talk a little bit more about the Democratic debates from late last month. Um, the title of the show is Democrats Debate Abortion Extremism. Now, why do, I, why do I say that? Well, John, you and I were talking off air about the, the idea of extremism on abortion as it relates to public opinion. Yes. Uh, there was a poll that was conducted by Gallup. And the title is Americans' Position on Abortion. And I want to read you the headline from Gallup.com. It says, majority in U.S. still want abortion legal, comma, with limits. Which is about as meaningless a phrase as you can possibly have. Yeah. It's, it's basically like saying people want, um, oh, let's see. People want taxes in America with limits. Yes. Like, like it just, it, it practically means nothing that's actually a really good example because technically you could say okay there's probably a small percentage of people on the ends of the bell curve that want no taxes ever anarchy down with the system and, and some who want pure communism yeah there's people who say no 100 percent taxes you 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 know you everyone take nothing. gets their salary from the state that's it's right all from allocated. from each according to their ability to each according to their need you know the classic line so if you said, well, a majority support taxes. Okay, so th does that mean there are some people within that that support maybe a 90% a tax rate for some people? And there's other people that say, no, there should be a flat, you know, 5% tax, and that's it, you yeah. know, and make do. That It, it means nothing in, in terms of a headline, and that is almost as meaningless as this headline is. So I want to break this down, and then I want to give you... I want to give you why I think the title of the show is accurate, because the Democrats, sadly, are completely out of step on what most with what most americans believe and and again our standard disclaimer john i know we're gonna have to do this a lot since we are only um uh 17 months yes <laughs> away from the 2020 election mm -hmm. uh but neither right to life central california where this show is being recorded and broadcast 
or California Family Council are uh, partisan organizations. So I will tell you that I oppose the pro-choice Republicans who have been uh, adamantly and vigorously trying to remake the Republican Party into a pro-choice party. Yes. And I support the pro-life Republicans, like, I'm sorry, pro-life Democrats, excuse me, uh, like Kristen Day. I met the founder and president of uh, Democrats for Life of America. I was in a green room in D.C. and met her, had a really nice chat. Um, I think, John, it would be just the bee's knees if every political party in the United States was pro-life. That would be wonderful. Just like I think that most people back in the 1800s would have had no objections if not only the Republican Party, but the Democratic Party at the time was not pro-slavery. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, it would be nice to return to this an era in political American political life where fundamentally neither party is like upholding or promoting grave acts of injustice against any segment of the human population. Uh, it would be nice if the only things we were debating were like tax policy and, and uh, stuff like that. But the reality is that you have two sides. Well, you have n- not within the political parties necessarily, <laughs> but br- more broadly in America, you have two different conceptions of the value and dignity and worth of a whole segment of the human population. So unfortunately our politics are a little more heated and yes, the, there, there's some, it's, it's not, you know, I think there are too many older people who like, well, why can't we come back to a point of civility in politics and just be, because one side is trying to kill people. <laughs> one side is, is literally sporting the slaughter of millions and millions and millions of unborn children. Things are, Tensions are high. Sorry. Yes. To put it mildly. Sorry. Oh, and John, I think this is something, uh, this is a, a bigger sh- topic than today's show. And at some point we really should, we really should talk about this, that civility is important and it is, in, it is valuable, but some of those debates, is it so? <laughs> some, some of those, uh, some of those debates that were occurring um, on the floor of the House of Representatives and on the floor of the Senate during the 1840s, 50s, 60s. Yeah, they were, got a little heated. They got a little heated. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, you had one side who was like saying, hey, maybe you should uh, stop brutalizing a whole segment of your population just because their skin is a different color. And the other side was like, hey, we like doing that yep. because it's financially and advantageous to us. Leave, so yeah, you go pound go, sand. Go pound sand. Yeah. And I would say that there were some some political debates that got fairly heated on wide open, you know, fields in Appomattox and in uh, uh, yep. uh, Gettysburg. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, different places. Stuff there was, went down. There was a, a, a frank exchange of views and lead. Remember that time when Alexander said. Hamilton and Aaron Burr, like, literally tried to shoot at each other? A sitting vice I, president you know, tried to shoot at, like, the former... Like, imagine should make a musical about imagine that. Imagine if Steve Mnuchin... <laughs> And Joe Biden <laughs> were to draw, like, right. were, were to like go out to literally go out to a field with guns. I challenge you to a and duel, shoot sir. at each other. Yep, that's what we're talking about. That's... Steve Mnuchin and Joe Biden literally shooting at each other with guns. And that's so. So stop complaining about how uncivil American politics is. Like people disagree. Like be a big boy. Put on your big boy pants. Go out or put on your big girl pants. Go out there and, and you know 
say that you, say what you believe in and oppose people who are doing things that are manifestly evil and wrong. So this is a we're going wildly off topic, going, but this is this is the John Girardi rant about the, civility well, and politics. Well, eventually we're going to probably on a on a future show uh, in the month of July. I guarantee you, John, we are going to have a. A, at least one show that will be a knockdown drag out show about liberalism quote unquote and post liberalism and the illiberalism of modern tech companies and yes. the you know and the, John Girardi yeah. asking himself the question of why he voted for and supported uh, uh, tax policies that are really advantageous to all of these corporations that promote all of the things that he hates it's a, it's a fair question and like, uh, like why like wh- why like like you know, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin have rainbow colored floats that are that are, you know, going in the New York City Pride Parade. Like, why, why are we, we helping them? We, we like, could, why, why are we promote? Why did we just promote a huge corporate tax cut to drop them to 20 percent? And then meanwhile, they're going to support all of these evil social policies that I hate. And I'm not even that crazy about the the about the other stuff they do so well and and this goes on, John. I mean, we could we could talk about it because it's breaking in the news. It's a little afield, but um. Uh, and trust me, folks, we're going to get to the Democratic debate. Don't worry. Just just trust me. We're going to get there. But uh, there was the whole issue of Nike. The fact that uh, Nike was going to release a special Betsy Ross sneaker yes. in, in a form of rampant commercialism and American consumerism. They were going to say, hey, look, this is the original Betsy Ross flag. Many of you have seen it. It's the American flag that has the the stars of the original 13 colonies in a circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flag was knitted and put together sewn together in uh not knitted it was sewn together in i think 1777 from what i've read and nike opened a big new plant or they were getting ready to open a big new plant in arizona Mm -hmm. and nike had made these sneakers they had distributed these sneakers and by distributed i mean they hadn't just floated out in in stores they were in stores they were on shelves people actually bought some of these sneakers Mm -hmm. and then Quietly, these stores got. Oh, um, could you please recall those sneakers? We um, we need you to send all those sneakers back to us. What? what, what just send them back, please. We need to send them back. This is after several people had bought them. They had posted about them on social media, mm-hmm. and then it came out that the reason Nike was recalling these sneakers was because one of their new brand ambassadors, Colin Kaepernick, had in a weird move, in a very weird move, had said, "I and several others." find those sneakers with the American flag offensive because they represent a time of slavery in the United States. Yes. Um, I actually thought that they represented a time of anti-colonialism or <laughs> when or, the, the you know, British it, Empire, which was the well, largest it, slave trading empire in the entire known world at the time, the U.S. was throwing off the shackles of oppressive foreign government. Yeah. But no, apparently this is too offensive for Mr. Kaepernick and Nike literally destroyed or at least removed tens of thousands of sneakers. Yeah. The whole thing just seems dumb. And I I guess it's a fundamental question. I I I guess it's a question of how fundamentally do you view America uh, to which you can give, I think three answers. One is a liberal answer of America is fundamentally scarred by its sins of racism uh, and slavery and is nothing to celebrate. Two is America is fundamentally good. We have had mistakes in our past, but you know we put forward this vision of liberal democracy and freedom and what America has done is far better than it is good. And then you have the emerging John Girardi pessimism of 
America's sins of abortion and, <laughs> and various things are horrible, scarring features. And I'm not sure to what extent this is worth celebrating anymore. Anyway, <laughs> the emerging John Girardi patriotic pessimism. Uh, but still, it does seem to me quite absurd that we're viewing the Betsy Ross flag as being symbolic of racism. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, it seems it seems like kind of a stretch, but Nike is so beholden to apparently is more behold, beholden to wokeness than making money, or maybe they just want to make a splash. I don't know. Well, and that's yes, I agree. So there's a lot of these things that we could talk about. We are going to actually talk about the Democratic debate and the public perceptions of abortion and how the Democrats are totally whiffing on responding. We will be back on this pre-recorded and also Facebook Live episode of Life, Family, Liberty. Welcome back to Life, Family, Liberty. I'm your host, Jonathan Keller. Happy to be with you today. I guess I should say, because I... I say that this is Life, Family, Liberty. I say I'm Jonathan Keller, but I should also say this is a production of California Family Council. Thanks to producer Raphael. But well, I should you, also you say... Have, you got to have my, my stock recitation of, of all all the stuff you have to say at the, at the start of your show. I know. It's the, the habit I've developed as a radio host. Well, and, and I should say it is kind of really co-produced by uh, John Girardi and Right to Life Central California. Yes, indeed. Because so, here, here we are in the beautiful studios. Right to Life of Central California, rtlcc.org. With associate producer credits to the Notre Dame baseball hat and, you know. And and, and no credit given to Raphael That's, at yeah. all. Sorry. Hey, I, I mentioned Raphael. I oh, you did? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Just briefly. I was going to say, why are we talking about me as a producer? Yeah. yeah. Raphael is actually producing. I'm just sitting around. Yeah. I'm just sitting around looking at Big Lebowski gifts <laughs> to send to one of my old professors. Hey, hey. Well, that's yet, just you like your opinion, man. Yeah, yet another movie I have not actually seen start to finish. Gosh darn it, Jonathan. I know, I know. Well, I but know. you've seen Thor 2, The Boring World, or whatever yeah. that one yeah. was. Yeah. I did see Spider-Man uh, Far From Home on opening night. And uh, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did he uh, Did he save the day? Uh, that would be a spoiler warning, but, but yes. He did actually, he do he did. whatever he did. a spider can? Yes. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. That was it. Man, I'm flat. My voice is pretty bad. All right, moving right along. Moving right along. Okay, the title of this show is actually Democrats Debate Abortion Extremism. And I say that because it is a... I'm pointing out what the Democrats are doing. And we discussed in the last segment the Gallup poll uh, and what I had failed to do because I, I kept getting distracted with a wider discussion on other issues yes. was I did not read to you, John, um, when I got the the news about the, uh, the poll, I actually tweeted my alternate headlines that I thought were more accurate. So the headline of the poll, again, is uh, from Gallup, majority in U.S. still want abortion legal with limits. Well, here's how that breaks down. Shockingly, John, I was I was actually a little surprised about this. There was only two percent unsure, which is I think a that's actually pretty surprising. It, I mean, it, I would have thought there are more people who are totally unsure about what they think about abortion. I, I, it goes to show that I think people 
despite the media a lot of times treating this as well you know this is just such a delicate and complex issue and you know it it, it raises a lot of the t- emotions and the tensions are high and we really mm-hmm. can't have a frank discussion and you know just, the media really does not like to talk about abortion any time other than if they can use it as a cudgel to beat republicans or a way to drive the democratic turnout they also like to assume that literally every single woman is pro-choice yes yeah which is not malarkey. the case and statistically demonstrably not the case as and as our vice president would say malarkey a bunch of stuff a bunch of stuff our former vice president that's right former yeah mike pence would be much more eloquent than that but this is the actual breakdown of the numbers there's two percent that are unsure now i'll give you the bad news the bad news is 25 percent. one out of four americans believe that abortion should be legal under literally any circumstances now okay that's I, I do wonder, John, how many of those people might change their opinion if they actually had to see what an abortion does. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, if, no they, way. if they had to realize that um, there are certain states that uh, will refuse to even ban dismemberment abortions where you literally rip the arms and legs off of unborn children in the womb to kill them. Um, I think that have to hope that at least a small percentage of that 25 percent would say you know maybe actually there are some circumstances where we don't think it should be legal yeah well i, I but it's also a lot of the times how, how you frame it like if you actually ask someone do you support abortions in the third trimester right they are more likely to say no i don't support abortions to the ter- third trimester than if you just generally ask them do you support restricting abortion during any period right like that, and then you're using the language of restriction, and that sounds more negative. And people who have not actually thought about it more, there are probably people who would answer uh, no to both of those questions. Yeah, and are fundamentally contradictory because a lot of people haven't really thought about the issue very deeply, and or are dumb. Uh, sadly, yes. <laughs> but let me. We read. have to allow for the fact that a vast, a very significant percentage of people that you know and interact with are not very smart. Possibly even you. So the uh, yeah, that's quite possible. Uh, quite possibly even me the, on a number of things. The uh, the rest of the poll, 25% legal under any circumstances, 13% legal in most circumstances. Now let's let's assume that that represents at least in theory what um, a lot of people traditionally would think of as pro-choice, generally pro-choice. Yeah. Legal in any circumstances, legal in most circumstances. But then we get to the encouraging sign for pro-lifers 39 percent say legal in only a few circumstances probably things like rape, rape incest, incest health of the mother i'd bet by the way just jumping in mm-hmm. a lot of the people who say legal in most circumstances don't understand what all the circumstances are that yes. surround abortion i bet a bunch of the people who said legal in most circumstances think that most abortions are chosen for some reason of grave maternal health right. or rape or incest or but, something when that is a nano percentage of all abortion but even if we assume that they're getting it mostly right and they, yes. and they understand let's assume it. let's assume um legal in only a few circumstances 39 percent illegal in all circumstances 21 percent so that you add up those last two numbers that means that 60 percent of people believe that abortion should either be illegal in all circumstances or legal in only a few circumstances that's sixty percent, John. How much? How many percentages does it come to? Uh, do, do you have to have to win a presidential election? How many percent? I believe you is gotta. It? Well, 
of the Electoral College. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be uh, 50% plus one. Okay, that, that's kind of what I thought. So I, I just have to kind of think here that if you have 60% of the nation, some of these states that are the Rust Belt states, some of the states that have been traditionally union Democrats, people that are like Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Michigan, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. some of those states that the, the, the vaunted blue wall that broke in favor of President Trump in 2016. Um, I have to think that a lot of those people are represented in those percentages of somewhat, uh, somewhat um, pro-life, at least generally speaking. Um, and that is why I think the, the headline is so deceptive because it says majority still want abortion legal with limits when the reality is that if you're, if you're going to say majority still want abortion legal with limits, well, then that would, let's say we want legal in most circumstances because that would be at least some limits. That bumps it up to 73% of people that are majority want abortion legal with limits. Right. And here are the two alternate headlines that I provided. When I when I saw this, my friend yes, said it. I yes. replied and I said, alternate headline, 60% of Americans oppose Democrat candidates on abortion. Yeah. <laughs> so, or 73% of Americans support limits on abortion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or also alternate headline, on abortion, Democrat candidates for POTUS viewed as too extreme by 60% of Americans. <laughs> there are all kinds of ways of framing it. That's essentially what is the reality. Yeah, and, 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 and all of those ways of framing it are exactly as slanted as the way that the media decided to frame it. Yep. It's just the media decided to frame it in the way that was most advantageous towards someone advocating for a pro-choice Democrat. And trying to make it sound like, oh, well, you know, oh, those the Republicans, they're extremists, they want abortion never, and the majority of the population disagrees with them. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But that's not the case. And we're going to show you exactly why the Democrats are so out of step with a couple of clips when we come back in the next segment of Life, Family, Liberty. Welcome back to Life, Family, Liberty. I'm your host, Jonathan Keller. Happy to be with you on a beautiful day of the week. Yes, indeed. An anonymous day of the week. There you go. Man, what a week. What a week indeed. So, okay. uh, we've been talking on today's uh, very special episode of Life, Family, Liberty. Um, like those after-school specials. You know, a very special episode. See, this is a kind of... I think this is a kind of millennial versus not... A little older than millennial generational divide here. Because I... I Maybe I just didn't watch much TV, but I, I think I kind of missed a lot of those. I, I missed most of them. I mostly know about them because they are kind of a a, a, a meme. I don't a think I ever actually Gen saw Xers them. Talk but about. Yes. Yeah. So, John, just a quick side note on that, um, on the issue of pop culture that Gen Xers love. Um, have you and Holly watched any of the uh, Netflix series Stranger Things? No. So, so from that, I take it you're probably not going to watch any of it. No. Okay. Raphael, have you, have you, are you okay? The, the new, newest season uh, came out, <clears throat> comes out on July 4th. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. But I'm on the edge of my seat. Yet, yet again, another, another, you know. Yeah, you know. 
Unless it's a documentary about Look, uh, here, Frank Sinatra and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. and Dean Martin from the 1960s yeah. at the, the Copa the only, in Las Vegas. Johnny is not interested. Yeah, the, o- the only thing I'm bending towards, the, o- the only thing for which I'm bending now are John Wick movies. Like, okay. that's it. That's so, that's the end of my list. You know, list. John, I, on that note, I just have to say, um, there's been multiple things, especially after the success of the newest John Wick movie, which, which I do want to try to catch up and see those this summer. Uh uh, someone asked uh, Kevin Feige, who is the president of Marvel Studios, mm-hmm. the the mastermind behind the epic twenty two oh, film series. Please tell me that John Wick is not going to become a Marvel. Not, not John movie. Wick himself, but someone said, "Hey, you know, have you seen the new John Wick movie? You know, it's pretty great. I mean, that Keanu Reeves. How about it?" Mm-hmm. And Kevin Feige says, "Well." I have to tell you, we're working very hard to bring Keanu Reeves to the Marvel Universe. And yeah. every, uh, they said, we, uh, whenever uh, we are starting a new project, we always try to pitch it to Keanu. We're still trying to find the right way to bring him on board. My love of Keanu Reeves could take a big hit. I, I love the John Wick movies so much that it's now making me want to go back and watch like every Keanu Reeves movie. Like, like I want to watch Point Break, like, like all of his adult movies. Like I, I saw Bill and Ted. And, I wasn't and, that and, crazy about him, but uh, I want to say like, uh, I, you know, they're making a Bill and Ted three. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be great. No, so it's good. like uh, the Bill and Ted movies were like highly mediocre when they came the out. The first one like, was very mediocre. Anyway. The second, the second one, which is the bogus journey with, with going to time travel. No, and, so oh my gosh. So no, I, no, that's I, the first one. I, um, Death is the one that's great. I loved the Matrix movies, even the bad ones, and I loved Keanu Reeves in them. And now I want to see, like, I want to see Point Break. I want to see. I I just want to go through every like adult Keanu Reeves action movie. I kind of liked Constantine, even which stinks. And borders on comic book movies. It is a comic book movie. I know, but it was before this whole Marvel thing really took off. It's not a Marvel movie. It is a it's a DC comic book movie. So highly heretical and blasphemous, but fantastic action scenes. But just anytime Keanu Reeves can just look at look in the camera with that dead face of his and just be like of of ambiguous. Of, uh, uh, I'm killing another demon and smoking a cigarette. Yes. Uh, I, I just, I just ethnic- stink in love at Keanu Reeves. I'm the most ethnically ambiguous superhero you've ever met. He's not that ethnic. He's just like half Asian or, 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 or Asian. Is he? Or, or is he? I don't I'd know. I'd see that's Regardless, a thing. Kind of looks like it. What? Whatever. <laughs> I love Keanu Reeves. He's my man. All right. So you know who probably doesn't love Keanu Reeves? Has Holly no Girardi. appreciation. Well, that's yeah. probably true too. Yeah, that's definitely true. I would guess Jay Inslee. Uh, Jay how, much, and, how much do you think Jay Inslee uh, paid for that haircut? You know, it looks like a Supercuts haircut. Also, what I, are I we... What are, what do you, you, think, uh, you think something's being uh, covered up a little bit there? You think that maybe something's combed over? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't look... He, little, he, does, he does kind of have a little bit of a Hollywood president. I love vibe. analyzing what? political candidates' hair, by the way. I just guys. Know. Just guys. Just guys. Yeah. <laughs> just any any politician who's doing hair You're plugs. You're an equal opportunity sexist. Hair That's plug, good. comb over, whatever. I'm I'm down for analyzing and or he's, making fun He's of it. better than most of the other Democratic men on stage. But I, I want to play John a little bit because we, we talked about how extreme the Democrats were on the abortion issue. Mm. What justification do I have from that? Well, I, I've shared with you that 60% of Americans uh, support some or all limits on abortion. Most yes. or all limits on abortion. Yes. They think that abortion should be illegal in few or no circumstances. This is what Governor Jay Inslee had to say uh, as a white male on stage touting his bona fides on abortion on the stage. 
And I am the only candidate here who has passed a law protecting a woman's right of reproductive health and health insurance. And I'm the only candidate who has passed a public option. And I respect everybody's goals and plans here. But we do have one candidate that's actually advanced the ball. And we got to have access for everyone. I've done it as a public I just want to say there's three women up here that have fought pretty hard for a woman's right to choose. So I'll start with that. It's like they're tripping over themselves yep. to be the most uh, woke and then and then, you know, slamming him for being and, a man. And I have to say, John, it's really disappointing because a lot of people came out of that debate saying, hey, you know what? Of all those candidates in that first debate, that John Delaney guy, I mean, he sounds like he's wow, he's a business owner. Wow. He he sounds he made that comment that, you know, socialism is not the answer. You know, wow, man, may, maybe he's someone that us. Uh, Trump skeptical conservatives could support. Do you know what he was doing as Amy Klobuchar was talking there? He was literally applauding loudly into the for microphone her. For, for her. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, just when you're like, okay, maybe possibly there's a there's a modicum of slight moderation. No, not every single one of them. And it this is sort of these debates have sort of been evidence of the final transformation of the Democratic Party that. It, it started when Roe v. Wade was first issued, that there were a number of Democrats who were openly pro-life. Uh, by the time the Reagan coalition had formed, basically opposition forces formed in reaction to that. And then you got Clinton, who ran as pro-choice, won as pro-choice, advocated safe, legal, rare. Democrats sort of coalesced around that idea and came to this position of, we support abortion being legal, but we're not going to federally fund it. And then that morphed in the last 10 years from, no, we are supporting abortion. We are supporting federally funding abortion. We are supporting requiring that employers pay for abortion in their health insurance plans. We are absolutely going to protect abortion access, which means other people paying for your abortions, whether it be taxpayers or your employers yeah. through your insurance plan. Well, and, and, and that's and, when, when Jay Inslee says that he advanced the ball. Uh, Jay Inslee signed a bill that would mandate that all women, regardless of their health insurance status, would have access right. to free abortion in the state of Washington. Right. And that's the, this is the final transformation of that. The, the Democratic Party platform changed in 2016 to explicitly oppose the Hyde Amendment and support federal funding for abortion. And now every single Democratic candidate supports full federal funding for abortion, requiring employers to pay for abortion in their employer-based health care plans, and full abortion access, meaning if you can't afford an abortion, you can't get an abortion, someone else will be forced to pay for it, whether it be taxpayers or your employer. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a terrifying transformation that is now complete. And these debates are sort of showing that that transformation is done. And when we get back, we're going to get more audio, including from Elizabeth Warren, about their position on abortion when we come back on today's episode of Life Family. Liberty. Welcome to the post penultimate segment of today's episode. So, the ultimate segment. That's right. But if you say ultimate, it sounds the ultimate segment. Oh, 
the final segment. The final segment of yeah, today's show. Right. Of right to life. Of, uh, of life, yeah. family, liberty. <laughs> life, family, liberty. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's in the right to life studios, but it yes, is indeed. Life, life, family, family liberty. liberty. There you go. So, uh, I'm your host, Jonathan Keller from California Family Council. He is the co-host, John Girardi from Right to Life Central California. Um, John, did you do anything big for 4th of July since this show is yeah, well, after we, 4th uh, of July? Uh, we had the whole Girardi family in town. So my brother and his wife and their little girl, baby Alice, they were all here. And my sister Christine came up from Los Angeles, taking a break from working on Frozen 2. All right. So, uh, yeah, we had the whole Girardi clan here and had a good old time. Good stuff. Well, we definitely, past tense, did go to uh, our friends down in Woodlake and watch some fireworks down there. And then we had my wife's family up and we did a barbecue at the house and did fireworks with yeah. the kiddos. So it'll be very interesting to see, um, or um, it was interesting to see how Hudson reacted to the fireworks. Let me tell you. Yeah, that was yes, something, something to see. So uh, We haven't talked about it on... Uh, this episode of Life... Well, no, we talked last week about the brisket I made. So, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Life Family Brisket was <laughs> the title of that episode. So. It was so good. I'm still... I'm still uh, Are you making another glowing. one for 4th of July? I or don't did know. did you make another I, one? I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make one again. I, I might... Um, Just I'm leave considering undefeated? It. I'm considering it. I mean, I'm going to make another one at some point in the future. Um, I need to check out Sam's Club to see if stuff is still on sale and if everyone wants me to cook another one. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I think you should definitely do it. So. Yes, it's been it's been a pretty a pretty fun time, uh, grilling tons and tons of meat. So I, uh, speaking of grilling, smoking tons and tons of meat. I should say. <laughs> uh, speaking of grilling and smoking, the uh, Democratic presidential candidates were grilled and smoked. Hey-o. by Lester Holt and the staff of NBC News. And John, I do have to say, I actually thought. Uh, the staff, the NBC News anchors. Even sleepy-eyed Chuck Todd, <laughs> yeah. as President he, Trump for yeah. some reason refers to him. <laughs> he was... Sometimes President Trump comes up with insults for people that I just don't understand. Kind of look at and you go, well, okay. Is, is he really sleepy-eyed? Yeah, yeah. I just never thought that. Well, and, and yeah, it, it, it's very confusing. It's also like the sleepy Joe Biden thing. I'm not sure why, <laughs> like, sleepy was the I adjective that's, that was... That's the one. Sleepy Joe. Is it because yeah. he's old? But he's, like, not that much older than Trump. No. But, and he does then, have less energy, though. I will say that. I thought he was... Low energy Jeb. Now, I thought... And there was a while where it was sleepy, creepy Joe. Yeah. But then Trump's not... You know, Trump's not exactly... Watch that one back. Trump's not exactly Mr. Me Too or anything. So, like, I I don't know... I don't know what the... I don't know. Crooked Hillary was better. Yes. Okay. And, and, uh, you know... Little Marco. He, he had, there, was he had some, better there were some better ones. Pocahontas still remains the best one. So, speaking of Focahontas, Pocahontas. Focahontas. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. I like that one better. Focahontas. F-A-U-X. Focahontas. See, that's the thing. That a lot of people that I know that are online conservatives get very upset whenever Trump calls Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas because like, no, that the whole joke is that she's Focahontas. By calling her Pocahontas, it's just, you're supposed to say Focahontas, but I, I don't Trump, know. I think Trump does not understand. Is, I think Pocahontas is fine. It's, I, think it, fine. I think it gets the point across. It, re, I guess it's fine. So, Okay, so Pocahontas slash Focahontas slash Elizabeth Warren uh, was asked in a debate 
Um, without referencing this Gallup poll, she was asked, hey, Elizabeth Warren, you are the leading candidate on this stage on the first night of the Democratic debates. Tell us about your position on abortion. And this is what Senator Elizabeth Warren said. Warren, would you put limits on uh, any limits on abortion? I would make certain that every woman has access to the full range of reproductive health care services, and that includes birth control, it includes abortion, it includes everything for a woman. And I want to add on that, it's not enough for us to expect the courts to protect us. 47 years ago, Roe versus Wade was decided, and we've all looked to the courts all that time, as state after state has undermined Roe, has put in exceptions, has come right up to the edge of taking away protection. Your time is up, Senator. We yes, now have an America where most people support Roe versus Wade. We need to make that Senator federal Gerber, law. Thank you. We need to make that federal law. That we is something America that's actually kind of new. Where most people support Roe v. Wade. Fact check. Fact false. check. False. False. No. Most people don't really understand Roe v. Wade. When you ask them about the specific things that Roe v. Wade requires, most people do not actually support Roe v. Wade. As evidenced by that poll. Because the Roe v. Wade, the reality is that Roe v. Wade essentially allows and requires, requires abortion without any limits. I mean, right. technically, the, the Supreme Court has decided, under the wisdom of Anthony Kennedy, that, okay, I guess, I suppose, maybe this one thing called partial birth abortion, technically, that makes us kind of squeamish. Mm-hmm. So you really can't do that one procedure. But as Anthony Kennedy sadly said in that decision from 2007, he basically says, can you just find another way to kill the baby that isn't this exact precise one with these really graphic and kind of queasy, squeamish uh, line drawings that Rick Santorum is holding up and that other people are talking about? Can Is there some other way? If so, all thumbs all up. All for it, yeah. Uh, uh, but with that exception, with that one thing that essentially has been upheld, it's also a difference between Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which she's not talking about. Roe v. Wade barely allowed like any kinds of health and safety restrictions on abortion either, or any kinds of um, any kinds of informed consent provisions, uh, any limitations on minors getting abortions, like nothing. And so it was much more extreme than Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Which, while Planned Parenthood versus Casey is wildly inadequate and was a huge disappointment and still requires abortion to be legal for all nine months of pregnancy for every any reason, Planned Parenthood versus Casey was at least allowed states to issue various kinds of health and safety and informed consent re- regulations around abortion that have limited abortion somewhat. And those are the kinds of restrictions that Warren is talking about there. But I think the thing that was scariest was talking about making Roe v. Wade federal law. Because um, that, that, I think, is something new that I haven't heard from a lot of Democrats yet. Um, yes. And I, I, I don't know if this is going to be a change introduced in the Democratic platform or what, but um, I think Democrats are staring down the barrel of the Supreme Court possibly completely overturning Roe v. Wade or, or drastically reducing that precedent, precedent and every state having the ability to regulate abortion almost as they see fit. Yep. But so then how do you get back to this totalitarian state that we have where every single state has to have legalized abortion, which is what the Democrats want? Well, you need Congress to to intervene. And and it's amazing to me, John, because now, finally, that there is a glimmer, a, a tiny sliver of hope that there might be a 
states' rights argument, a Tenth Amendment federalism argument on abortion, which I, if I had to put money down, I would guess that the Supreme Court is much more likely to overturn Roe in a narrow ruling and say, you know, there's really nothing in the Constitution about abortion. Um, and as, a, as an originalist, as a hardcore originalist, we don't think that the founders were thinking of abortion when they uh, wrote the Constitution. We don't think that the uh, nation was thinking about abortion when they passed the 14th Amendment. So we're going to say, you know what? Every state do what you want. You, every state do what you want. I think that is by far the much more likely thing. And the Democrats are so panicked. They're looking and saying, oh, my gosh, this would be horrible. So as Elizabeth Warren said in that quote, we can't rely on the courts to unilaterally impose their judicial will on the nation. So we're going to actually have to do the hard work of legislating. And it, it's sort of a thing. This gets into deep John Girardi thoughts, but. Like, why do all these liberals from Massachusetts care about what the law is in Mississippi? Like, do yep. their hearts just bleed so much for women in Mississippi not being able to abort their kids that they want to, they have to insist that the empire of their dominance must extend to these states where they have never set foot, they never will set foot in ever in their lives. They genuinely, there, there are no tangible ways in which they actually care about any of these people other than women who want abortions. Those are the yep. only kinds of people in those states that they actually really care about. Yes. Um, and they, and, and they, they want hate to how extend, those people vote. Yeah, they, they hate, hate how those people vote. They hate vote. their values. They hate, despise their values. They despise their culture. They basically... The they people view of the, Walmart. Yeah, they unquote. view them as basically this leech on American society that's useless. They're idiots who vote against their own self-interest. Um, but they're just why, so benevolent that they want to insist that they have legal abortion so that they reproduce fewer of themselves. So, like, there's a part of me that, not that I wish slavery had won. I think slavery is awful and evil. But there is a part of me that wishes we'd had less of a federal union and more of a disparate bunch of different states who could all do their own thing. I don't know why people in Mississippi need to be ruled by liberals from Massachusetts. Hey, no argument from me. And I, I think no argument from many not just conservatives, but that's why I think this is a bad tack for Democrats to take. I think most America does not want this. And we're going to keep talking about that on lots of future episodes of Life, Family, Liberty. Mm -hmm.